Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Dolls! Hey, it's Che Diaz. Get over here and fuck me. It's Che Diaz. <laughs> can we wrap this up soon? I got a set at the comedy store at 9 p.m. My, Can I, can I come and see you? I'm kind of working out some new material. So I forgot I watched a little I did a little like rewatch of a few moments from season one. I I loved when they were like, I could do a tight 20 on that. They were always challenging, like any kind of complicated pickle someone was in. Che always challenged themselves like, I think I could do a tight 10. Yeah. And I love that. I love I love finding out life's pickles, navigating these pickles with comedy. It put me in a place of tight tens. I'll be honest. Really? Yeah, because I was like, you were like, I could do this. I do. You do do stand up. I do do like tight somethings on some things. You know, like whenever something is happening, I feel like that's the bits. whole bit of this podcast is like we take things and we do riffs. You also do like riffs, just hanging with people. I love a riff. I'm a little. Ch- I think what scares me the most is you are that i am a a part of me is che diaz even as i sit here i'm literally like i literally said this last season we are like i identify with them a little because i think we all are afraid to admit 
And I think that's why they were such a polarizing, repulsive figure to some last mm-hmm. season, cultural, like notorious figure is because we all sort of see ourselves in Che a little. We've Sorry. All, we've minus, all been there. You know, obviously, like, not everyone, like, minus, I'm, t- I'm not even talking about, like, the gender spectrum they no, exist obviously in. I'm talking about, that. like, the cringe the factor. bad vibes and the, like, cringe comedy. We all are a little Che. Sometimes I'll re-listen to the podcast and I'll hear, like, a Che moment of my own. And oh. I go, <sighs> I did some Che last week. I had a couple Che's. Especially night one of Chicago last week. Lara and I were literally like, it was Night of the Living Dead. It was Night of the Living Che's. It was Night of the Living Diaz. <laughs> we were on stage. It was Che Pasa. It was... Sometimes things... You can't always sitcom. be on all the time. We were on. I think people still lolled. Like, people were having fun. We were just... We had not slept. We had been up since... 345 like it was a hard day it was a hard day it was hard we had no sleep we had to do it all that day but we pulled it out of our asses and there were a few moments though where i i heard myself i saw myself outside of myself and i was doing a little chick yeah you know it was easy it happens i think it even happens to like beyonce because beyonce will watch all her performances over again and dissect and see where she can make them better and i think Every creative person that performs on any stage and doesn't even have to be a formal stage, every single person that's like trying to become better, mm-hmm. you have to recognize your Che Diaz moments and say, I will overcome this. I can turn this Che Pasa into a Che win for all. Or I'll just lean into it. Yeah. You know, and I think. I, and I say this, I am a little monster, but I think Gaga is probably the the closest thing we have to Che Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I say this with complete reverence, like would lay my life down on the street for this woman. Like I love Stephanie, but she is Che. Pause up. Pause up, but come on. I mean, she's cringe. She like, is. She was Che Diaz at the Oscars this year when she was doing that. You got to strip down Taylor Sheridan type. Just lay it all out. It was out. Butch. It was Butch, but it was i liked it though i did too but it was cringe people were like this is horrible and i'm like what do you like she's i a- wasn't cringing i actually was like this is radical oh, okay i, I mean, thought it I was, was radical i cringe but i also like like cringing with her because she's so i think that's part of her art is she's so fucking earnest yeah and ridiculous and like um but before we get into and just like that i want to talk about this phenomenon that's been happening of of like mid-range pop stars being assaulted by gay fans okay so bb rexa someone threw a phone at her someone threw a phone at her fucking head and she had to get stitches and this guy's now being charged with like felony assault which why did they throw a phone at her he said in his test he said in his interrogation with the police that he thought it would be funny he was like some it's like this is like stan culture like gone like on social media in personified where they don't see the pop stars anymore. Like, they're, they're such a parasocial ownership, especially with, like, I think with, like, gay fans and, like, lady pop stars. There's, like, that kind of, like... It's like a hey, girl, silly no, joke. Homophobic or homosexual misogyny. And I think they are, like, you're, like, I, my reverence to you veers into hatred. Do you know what I mean? Did he say he thought it would be funny for, like, other people to see, or he thought she would think it was funny? I think he just... I think it's a bit of trend, because Harry Styles' kids get hitting... I mean, granted, he's getting hit with, like, 
candy, I think. But like, I think it's just in his, it's like a, this toxic stand culture display of love or reverence for a pop star is by like dragging them. Yeah, but ba- the urge maybe... to throw oh, something no. at someone is some, it's I've terrifying. never experienced that. No, no, no. And I think he's like clearly like unwell. And then this other singer, Ava Max, who has been on like RuPaul as a judge, she kind of looks like Gaga. She has that song. They all oh, do. Oh, been out in psycho. Da, 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 da. Okay, yeah, I'm aware. This gay got on stage and just slapped her across the face. No. So hard that it scratched her cornea. These and she gays... kept And she kept performing. She didn't stop. I was like, that's a pro. A bridge too far. These gays, you give them Pride Month. When Lockheed Martin gets involved and declares Pride is. Month for all, you better watch your back if you're a woman because a gay will come out of the woodwork and assault you. And be like, I can. And be like, work, bitch. And you're like, wait, you just like shot me. No, I actually went... <gasps> When Wait, I, saw... I need to see the I need to see the slap. And weirdly, they're both Albanian. They're all Albanian now. Where's Dua? Yeah. We need eyes on Dua. Dua's maybe a little too a list. Like she can, she's too removed. She has bodyguards. I mean, they all. Do. She has like snipers in the wings. BB is like, I mean, BB's big in her own way, but she was performing at think at like some concert in like Coney Island or something. <laughs> That's the first mistake. <laughs> so I think she was. It was like a five dollar concert, or like it was very like some kind of pride adjacent concert it was like kylie minogue bb's lucky she's playing with kylie minogue but this was horrific i was literally like this person needs to be stoned to death i'm sorry you need to be this person should have phones thrown at them whoa she doesn't even miss a beat he wanted to do more doesn't look like he tried to slap her though Uh, it looks like more of like a i think he was trying to slap her but the angle... Even, even still... No, dude, it's inappropriate, yeah. but I was picturing, like, a gay who got up and was, like, like across the face. It looked like he was maybe drunk and trying to grab at her. Either way, like, don't get on the stage. The phone, though, is pure... Where do, Is there video of the phone? Oh, yeah. And then there's a, like, B-roll of the security guard, like, leaning over and being like, who the fuck threw that phone? And this gay goes like this. <laughs> at least he copped to it. No, he's like. Is she pressing charges? He's like proud of it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's being charged. He might. That's NBC like... News, don't show. Oh my god. Oh, she fell to the ground. Yeah, I think she was totally disoriented. Uh... Oh, oh fuck! Damn, that looked like it really hurt. But there is like this weird trend right now. I think it's and it's post COVID, so it's like people don't know how to. People have lost anymore. their socializing skills. Yeah, and they're like throwing shit. And I think throwing, throwing phones is actually like a thing. Sinister gaze. Sin- or just sinister like stands. I... It's toxic stand culture that's like mostly made up of these like crazy queer Gen Z slash like that almost the feel like. The slapper didn't look Gen Z. Or the. He was doing. We used to do this to, to each other when I first moved to LA with Girl Carrie. We'd be like. Mm. like we'd be like mm. like under the chin yeah it was I mean, like a thing matt my best friend and i slap each other's wrists yeah you guys are physical but i think there is like a weird cri- it's a crisis our brand is crisis and i have to say the one who slept was kind of hot <laughs> he looked like my uh hairdresser that i used to go to for hair color back in like the 2010s really george Nicholas, inventor mm. of ombre Ooh, in yeah. the inventor? No, he literally invented ombre. 
Wow, Lars. I remember. I you know got, you go to some good. Honey, I get down to business. Yeah, you really. I found. How did I find him? I found him somewhere, and then I told my sister to go to him because she was in LA at the time, and she came back with ombre tips, and I said. Was she living there? She was living for, she spent a summer living in LA, like in 2009, I want to say, 2010. And I was like, holy shit. And then started going to George. You said, Sarah? I said, trade me. (laughs) It looked incredible. I'd never seen anything like it. The guy, the gay who slapped Ava Max looked like Pearl, who was a drag queen on, who's like seriously hot and now has an OnlyFans. Mm hmm. And I, I talked to him on Grinder once back oh. in New York, but I was like, "Is that Pearl?" <laughs> no. Just... I also just wouldn't throw my phone because I want my phone. Yeah, I don't want to lose my phone. I mean, it's insane. I, there, we need to like solve this. We need to like talk. Like, there has to be some sort of like overhaul in this because it's freaking me out a little. Like how little there the needs to be between... a shield, like an invisible shield, Men in Black style. From the stage to the Someone, audience, wasn't that? Didn't that happen yeah, once at like a Gaga show? I think Someone Gaga tried had to throw. A shield. Yeah, I mean, you're not throwing phones at like Beyonce or Gaga. They're like military grade. I think a sniper would just shoot yeah. that phone like out of the air. But if you're BB Rexa, who to her own credit has, some, I mean, she has that. I'm good. Yeah, I'm feeling alright. That's her. I, yeah, I know all these songs literally from just workout classes, and I have no idea who sings them, but I like jam to them. She's a genius for that because it's David Guetta and her, and she. Baby, I'm gonna have the I'm best blue. fucking day of my life. Yeah, and the video. This is, is her. when they go in Bunda. They go. Get ready. We're gonna push. Go two to three levels above your level in three, two, one. Put it up to the thing. I'm like... This is me tomorrow at my wedding. You should walk down the aisle to this. (laughs) Someone posted a clip of... uh, From that video, and it was when the spy balloon got shot down. And it was the spy (laughs) balloon, like... 30 minutes before getting shot down. I'm good. Yeah, I'm feeling all right. Baby, I'm going to have the best fucking night of my life. Anyway. Prayers for the pop stars. But let's get into the real stars. The girlies. Guys, I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy, Sexy Unique, Unique Podcast. Podcast. They, they did, did that. that. Season two. It's been 84 years. It's been 84 goddamn years. It literally has been like a year and a half. Well, yeah. The first one aired in December 2021. Crazy. I the, I watched Miranda get finger fucked on New Year's Eve 2021. Yeah, I rewatched that. I also rewatched that episode with friends in like Mexico City. <laughs> with <laughs> With friends. With friends. It felt like, big because it was... It's like that Nathan for you picture where he's like, <laughs> having fun with friends. They're all off screen. No, that's literally my life. It feels really big to be like, with friends. You know. You I'm literally in a, such a place of with friends lately because I do spend so much time alone to like recharge. I think and, you like, have like 
an enormous amount of friends. I have a good amount, but I do spend a lot of time in isolation. And so when I'm with friends, it's very like notable. With friends. And I feel the need to like mention that. Yeah. To remind myself that I have like a you social have, yeah. life outside of. No, it's it was a big, that was like a huge. It was a seminal moment. It was like a, a precipice. We crossed the threshold. We did. It was COVID like. COVID kind of was over after that. I went to a rave. COVID was over for, yeah. I think COVID. COVID, COVID was, is, it was, COVID was over if you want it vibes. I forgot to watching season, parts of season one yesterday that fucking COVID is like in a part of the plot. I went. Also, I, I watched the episode where Kristen finds Tito's and old Chipley Hobbs' <laughs> backpack. And they're at, I think they're at Odeon or something. And, and Miranda keeps going, where's my, where's my glass of wine? <laughs> she goes, God, who do I have to kill around here? Who do I have to get a glass of wine? Wait, we've like all but abandoned Miranda's alcoholism. Yeah, I guess she's like, oh, did Mango break wind? Probably. <sighs> Sorry. It's a fine. Um, it's a fine. It's a fine. But like, <laughs> yeah, okay. she's like, I okay. Just to start off, like, because the the opening was very very Sex in the City. The opening was also. I was like, can we just trim this down? Like, I don't need to long. see every single person. It was five minutes of people coming out of their closets. And I, and I like I do love like SJP and Seema's writer or like their contract. No tits. Zero tits. Slips or sweaters only. I like Seema's like, I will only wear a dress and fuck yeah. in a dress. <laughs> I loved her sensual. I was like, this is sensual. Like when she's she came out. so hot. She's so gorgeous. That guy that she's, who's smoking in his bed. Old Jacques. I don't yeah. know his name, but he's from, uh, all. He's also in <laughs> Emily in Paris. Yeah. I, I loved all like the like kind of sensual and then fucking you see Miranda. She's in LA. Are they living in like Culver City? Where the fuck are they? They're on a soundstage. They I was are. like, this is not Los Angeles, period. CBS has hooked Che up with a sweet pad on the CBS lot mm-hmm. during the writer's strike. <laughs> che Diaz would cross the picket line. They would. They'd be, and they'd be like, hey, like queer's got to work. And, and you're kind of like... Che would use queer rights as an excuse to cross the picket line she would to weaponize, scab. They would weaponize. Wait, I need to speak on the fact, and I'm glad that... It kind of turned out to be just a fuck thing because I was like, Carrie and this man, Richard, have no chemistry. Oh, their the conversation is... was positively AI. So Carrie's fucking her producer of Sex and the City. She's committing some workplace harassment. He's so hot. This When is like the cut article about the inner workings of this like sexually charged workplace gonna come out also che is a little bit of a sex pest because their comedy concert and where they were taping their netflix special but in season one which by the way is i rewatched it again and i was like this is truly the worst comedy i've ever heard it's a zero lol it's just it's just affirmation it's a snooze it's a ted talk yeah but they they go who's fucked me here did I fuck you? Did you fuck? It's like that'll go in the cut article. And they're kind of, I'm kind of like, and they're going, <laughs> and like Miranda goes, woo. But I was just like, <laughs> this entire audience is going like me. I was like, how many people has Jay sex bested? Jay fisted their way through all of New York and had no choice but to get on a flight to Los Angeles where they could continue. <laughs> they, they flew to finger Los- blasting. <laughs> they flew to Los Angeles to avoid the new york times article that's coming out about their but like it would be like che diaz rumor has it they fucked 
like Carrie Bradshaw's best friend in Carrie's apartment and then Carrie started fucking the producer. Like everyone's fucking at this Sirius XM I know channel. So Franklin is the name. Franklin Oh, his name is Franklin. Franklin Silas? Yes. He's very hot, but they have no chemistry. We come up on him and Carrie having just fucked and they're watching I was like, these people don't even know each other. No. It what I did feel like a little bit like true carry i had glimmers of it like i feel the hard thing about it is i feel like carrie's love interest even if it was like just a two or three episode arc yeah or maybe even a two episode arc was always someone recognizable that you'd be like oh my god like that actor like it's like like justin Theroux or bradley cooper or like david duchovny yeah and this is a true who yeah they need to start like i'm like can we get some stunt casting please for these men he's really hot but like it's not truly a net zero dud and carrie's and him like talking about cooking and she's like i'm like a poaching she's like sometimes i I cook salmon he's like like, cool loot me out of your kitchen duties and he's like she's like i've always wanted to poach eggs he's like all right and then it's suddenly morning there's a bizarre transition and so carrie's in the kitchen and then all of a sudden ding dong it's (laughs) charlotte and richard burton charlotte is truly like still alice and she's a little untethered from reality but she is more tethered than last season totally and she's like She's coming back down to earth from wherever she yeah. was. She's doing great. You know, she's like, I have a non-binary child. Like, my other child's going to college soon. My 35-year-old daughter. My 35-year-old daughter. My 35-year-old piano prodigy. My, my, <laughs> my Esther the orphan is going to college soon. <laughs> my uh, husband my is... My rock is... My husband is kind of a doof. Why'd they make Harry such a doofus, though? Yeah, why are they both, like doofus squared they were like cool carrie was carrie or harry was like sharp and like sexy kind of yeah and he was like kind of fat and sweaty but it worked and their relationship had like a good push-pull tension of her being like "Ooh, she's like it's like what is happening to these ladies he looks like he's becoming the monopoly guy (laughs) like he's literally like he's mr monopoly he's mr monopoly so Charlotte comes in and she's like, oh, oh, mm, hi, who are you? And then Franklin's like, well, uh," and Carrie's like, I'll be your host, Carrie Bradshaw, for the next 30 seconds of this weird interaction. I was like, good one. Guys, I was like, everyone needs to calm down. I was like, everyone's had a dose of Che this morning. And then Franklin's like, I got to go, but I'll see you for our next fuck. And Mm -hmm. Carrie's like, okay. And then Charlotte comes in and she goes, who is that? And I was like, wait. They don't, like, hang anymore. They're, like, not... This group of friends is, like, totally fractured, and they all hang out with their new friends. That's fine. No, like, it's it's fine, but I'm, like, Carrie, Charlotte would know about this guy. Right? Yeah, but I guess, like, only maybe a few weeks has passed since they started fucking. Like, they're still in 2021. People are, like, newly vaccinated. They are. Maybe Charlotte has, like, post-vaccine symptoms. <laughs> She's long COVID. <laughs> She's... And Carrie and her are, like, talking about the Met Ball because it's coming up. I love that they were going to the Met Gala. Finally, I feel as someone who on Saving Sex in the City 3, the girls have gone to the Met Gala in so many episodes, it needed to happen. Well, yeah, you're thinking, like, Carrie would probably be invited every year. 
well, yeah, she's a Vogue contributor. I'm I'm glad that they're leaning in a little, like, because I remember last season we were so upset that, like, Carrie isn't really being recognized as, like, a New York celebrity. Yeah, and, like, people, she isn't famous enough. And people, and the city does, thankfully, feel a little more full in this one because I think of COVID restrictions. <laughs> They're not on, like, an LED green screen. But, like, I feel like there still needs to be more, like, where she, people are like, oh, my God, you're Carrie Bradshaw. Because that's what they did in the old one. In the, yeah, in the, hopefully it'll happen. In the series, in the HBO show. Not Max, the HBO show. They were Carrie was always getting recognized. So Che is on a sitcom pilot called Che Pasa and has a fitting, a costume fitting, where they're trying to put them in some cheesy coats with like a streak. I did actually like this part when they the costume girl gives Che this like insane jacket that's I was like, this is cheap. Did you make this, like, in five minutes? Right, but it's, like, the joke is, like... I'm a crazy non-binary. Yeah, and I, I did kind of like that Che put it on and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not wearing this. I kind of love that they tried to find an even more, like, cringe non-binary person to, like, point to and be like, no, actually, Che's, like, regular non-binary lols, and this person's actually the cringiest because it was, like, the show creator or writer... Yeah. Like, wants Che to be like them. But I also was like, I'd rather hang with that writer. Who, in reality, that writer is, like, an incredible comedian from Chicago that had a show on Showtime or something that only lasted, like, one or two seasons about someone with, like, severe depression. And it's really funny. What is it called? They're, like, a they're a famous Chicago comedian. I wish they had been Che Diaz. Seriously. Speaking of the cut, that... Sato Ramirez article that came out was a true fifty-one fifty for both them and Cynthia. Sada is Che is a walk in the park compared to Sada. Che is like chill as fuck compared to Sada. My big takeaway from it was like actors are insane and to equate being on and just like that, a sex in the city reboot show on hbo max to like game changing like wild activism yeah is absolutely unhinged totally and if that's what you think is going on like you are living in a fantasy world yeah they were bringing in george they evoked george floyd's name which it's like let's not Don't he has nothing to do with this show? Don't why are you bringing him into this? Like, yeah, this isn't he doesn't he need he and us. his family have been through enough, they don't need to be like linked to Che Diaz now. But also, they're so talented, like they're Broadway, they're kind of like Sada is like a legendary Broadway star. Yeah, I didn't realize the roots, and then I love that ABC was basically like, choose a show that you want to be on, we'll put you in it. Yeah. It's like that must be a incredible well they want a tony they're like but like let's not let's let entertainment be entertainment and it doesn't have to be like you can be i'm all for like diversity inclusivity like Uh, all sorts of genders all races and television shows that like makes the world of entertainment richer and better but like this is a job that you get paid to do. It's like acting on a show. It's not activism. Well, if you have to call your, if you have to like hype, let other people say that about you, if that happens, 
no one had said well that. no but like if you're gonna if let's let other people watching call what you're doing radical if you're an actor i think if you say that what you're doing is radical like you need to maybe stop you need speaking to calm for a down. minute <laughs> um so miranda i did love in the montage though when miranda comes out and miranda's looking snatched i miss oh i was gonna say i missed the voiceover and i felt like in this episode, it was really missing, like, yeah. the Carrie Bradshaw voiceover. There's such a void where that should be. But I'm loving the tit acting that we're getting from Charlotte and Miranda, who's going full nude. I was like, you're actually, that's actually activism and yeah. radical. Cynthia's going full frontal puss. And I was like, like I want to do that. Great. She's back to being red. She looks red, short, classic. Yeah, classic Miranda. And she comes out of their whatever Culver City rental that Shay's living in (laughs) for their duration of their pilot. And then Shay's in the pool and they're naked and they see Miranda. She comes out, takes off her beach wrap and you see Shay and they go. And then, and then you see the two of them fucking in the hot tub. There were a lot of Carrie O'Donnell style like reaction shots in this. Yeah. Like SJP had one. Charlotte had a few. Che had plenty. Even Miranda had some. Oh, yeah. They're really going to the Carrie O'Donnell school of acting. Thanks. So Che is getting fat shamed by the costume department on Che Pasa. Which, you know, and Che's very... Voluptuous. Body, body positive, voluptuous, feels really good about themselves, which they sh- they should because they are beautiful. But this is the first time I think it's to show like Hollywood gets even the best ones. You know what I mean? I was loving, though, the like fat shaming coming from like another fat person. Yeah. I was like, this is radical. It, that was, it made me lol. That was radical. Carrie. Yeah. the I wrote the pillow. The pillow talk between sh- her and Franklin is just like chat gpt mm-hmm. i love in a chemistry test someone was like god they're electric they're electric cast him put him in bed with her now ltw is up my and at favorite character she's, she's on the amazing show. that look at the end i was like this is sex in the city valentino i was like from the moment she lit up the screen, I was like, I could watch this woman on TV all day. I wish she would walk into a world of her own show. I'm obsessed with her. I'm she's obs- so she's so stunning. She's so like woman. She goes, I gotta. I'm in my fabulous closet, but I gotta get an edit to you right away. I'll get it to you at the end of the day. <laughs> Hold on, please. Some we got a French emergency, and then her daughter, and then she's like checking her son. She's like, brush your teeth, breath. She's like, husband. I'll make it worth your while later. Meanwhile, here's your tie. Gotta get the habit edit. It's my editing suites in the closet. I gotta go. She's like, I gotta get that $25,000 grant to finish this, Doc. She was saying it off the, the check written. I was like, this woman gives me the chills in the best way. It is an unreal depiction. Like, no oh, one is like that. But, but that's LTW what I tune, is. That's what I tune in for yeah. to the show is to see ultimate female fantasy. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the magic of the original show is like, LTW is that bitch. She she's that bitch. She's editing in the closet. She's editing in her walk-in closet. We're premiering at Venice next year. Cut. I have to go to Basel for a quick overview, you know. And it's like she's just live, laugh, loving, and her husband just wants to like fuck to eat her out and write her checks. Yeah. And she's like, "Excuse me, I'm a grown ass woman. I'll get the check myself. Thank you very much." Yeah, I got it. He's also 
hot. He's really hot. I want him to bench press me. He's like bald daddy. He is bald daddy. He kind of looks like Cory Booker a little. Mm-hmm. Like, who is really hot. And I'm ready to climb. Yeah. Miranda goes into it. It's because it's in L.A., of course. L.A. apparently is a rental house in Culver City and a single sensory deprivation tank. And that's L.A. Was that in the house? It was just in a different place. It was like they had gotten themselves one and then they were like, hey, I got to go do a costume fitting. So you take it, baby. I didn't understand the like lol what they were going for. The lol factor of the sensory deprivation tank. I think it. I think it had potential to be like a real like Miranda moment, which like a was physical like physical comedy, like Miranda, or just Miranda being like, "Get me out of this fucking thing," you know. Like I was kind of waiting for that, like lol, like why am I in LA? This is ridiculous. I hate it here. Yeah, but it was. But she just kind of like got out and was nude and was like, <laughs> giving like I don't know what she was giving. I, weren't you waiting for kind of like a funny, like s- cynical this Miranda? This is where I was like, I need a voiceover because I need someone to tell me the joke yeah. and then her to like be reacting to the voiceover. While Miranda was, while Che was getting fitted for a costume, Miranda was getting fitted for a new personality or something, you know, like. Yeah. A, and this was like. Nothing. That really could have been cut. I was sort of like, let her cook. I like. I was like. I I did love seeing her nude, but yeah, that was great. I didn't need. It was like her Charlie Chaplin like physical comedy moment. I guess let her have it. No, but not really because it wasn't like I was waiting for like a big like her getting stuck or something, and that would have been a funny like B plot. Like Miranda gets stuck in a cell and is like, "Help me!" You know, and and then she can be like, "I have to reevaluate like where I am. I just got stuck in a tank." Yeah. But no, it was just her being like, oh, what's interesting about this show now. And I was kind of saying it on this week's too niche, but it's like my favorite moments of Sex in the City were when the women would get embarrassed by something like a life humiliation like happened when they're like feeling themselves yeah. and like. They their fabulousness would get tempered by like a very relatable like Carrie's thing. New Yorker New York cover New yeah York, you know or I mean? like her running into like going on the date with the guy who the pigeons landed on him and the table fell over yeah. and I feel like this show doesn't do that anymore it does no one's getting like humiliated no Sarah Jessica Parker is a comedic genius she's also a true physical comedian yeah she's like Lucille Ball levels of like just genius natural comedian and. Cynthia Nixon is hysterical and like they don't they need to let them be like they need to lean more into like the comeback a little you know it was also a Carrie O'Donnell moment is when Che and Miranda are in their Culver City chateau (laughs) and Miranda's like about to put on a strap on and just fuck Che to death and Che's like somehow become Carrie's best friend that was she calls for like dating advice that was so weird but i was also like i'm kind of into this and then miranda is like trying to fit on this like dog collar with dinglies and trey's like some things are just about sex and then miranda goes yeah also i was like that's a reach to be like this is that's suddenly it's like very on the nose but i i was also like no it's not like clearly Che's likes like it was so weird for her to hear that and be like oh they're talking about me yeah, and I'm like, the like, real no. Miranda wouldn't be like that. No. Oh, they don't get her still. I'm just like, where are the ladies? 
Where are they? Donde? Where are the dolls? <laughs> Where are the dolls? I'm excited for Miranda to fuck Che with a dildo, oh, yeah. though, because that's coming. I want Miranda to fuck Steve with a strap on. I miss Steve. I, I can't believe that she got divorced from him. I feel that's like, fucking crazy. I feel like he's going to be back. That's fucking crazy. He'll be back, right? TBD. Um, then we see Carrie in like what looks like a Blade Runner bar that is. Apparent. What was that bar? Someone said it's an Egyptian bar. I'm gonna go there. I do too, but I was like, I've never seen this. Maybe it's new, but she goes with Johnny. Yeah, her X, Y, and me former co-host. I love their friendship. I do too. It's kind <laughs> of it's random and funny. It's really random, but I'm like, okay, this is who Carrie Bradshaw hangs with now in her late 50s, early 60s. Carrie just wears gowns. That's a work. I know, but I, I, they did it in the first season where she's just always wearing like kind of like Miss Peregrine gown. She's literally Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. I want her to wear more like, like skanky outfits that are like fucking fabulous and iconic. Yeah, I want her to push up those titties in a bustier. I want her to wear like jorts and like little like kitten heels and like a tank. She does need jorts. And like a sig. You know what I mean? I feel like she would be dressed like Haley Bieber if things were going right. A little bit. A little bit Haley. We're still missing Pat. I miss Pat. Honestly. Pat would have her in like a With love and light, Pat would have worked it. Bums me out. Things are just different now. This is the LTW show. I hope it really just becomes about LTW and SEMA. And they slowly eclipse the girlies. So with like a week... To spare Sarah or Sarah Carrie's revealed that Johnny's wife is who's a up and coming Brooklyn designer, I think, or like a downtown designer, is designing her Met Ball look, which is the theme is veiled beauty. That's a good theme. It is good. I was very curious. There's a lot of explaining happening, but it's okay. I'm like catching up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Then we cut over to Anthony. So thank God Mario Cantone is back. Mm-hmm. Who, he's he's kind of hot. He's Papa. Yeah. LT Dubs and Sharshar getting fitted for their Met Gala looks. I'm also just like, I still can't believe what they did. I know God rest his soul, but I still can't believe what they did to Stanford. I and love I, that he's just in Japan still. Forever. They love sending a cast member away to a foreign land. Exile. Mm-hmm. But also that they got together in the first place. Is like still boggles my mind. Well, they're still to. Oh no, are they divorced now? They're divorced now, but like that, those characters originally, like they were like, oh, they'll guess they'll get married. Give the gays a, last gays. Let alive. the gays get married. It was like what? they said gay rights. So yeah, they're getting fitted. Anthony's going with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So excited. He goes met ball. God, I love balls. LTW is like emergency. Gotta go be a mom. Pick Lily up from school or whatever her daughter's name is. She's like, keep the pins in. Don't let me make the veil as long as you need. I'll be back in two shakes of a lamb's tail. I'm obsessed with her. I know. Rocks. Rock is in bucket hat mode. Rock is in bucket hat and be glory. Rock's cool, honestly. I like Rock. They're she. Rock has a cool haircut. Yeah, they do. It's kind of giving Katie Maloney current haircut. Mm -hmm. Little page page boy kind of not page boy but like kind of like 90s yeah like ba- it's like 90s male heartthrob uh-huh. slash natalie and Bruglia. oh yeah like that kind of like almost a butt cut but there were layers like a little bit meg ryan yeah. shag it's I'm, good i'm imagining the natalie cd which i used to have katie just cut her hair like that it's a fucking slay katie's a slay 
On this week's episode of Too Niche, my co-host Elizabeth and I are doing something absolutely crazy and hauling our favorite episodes of Sex and the City. In honor of the new season of And Just Like That and the recent 25th anniversary of Sex and the City, we're going deep on our most favorite episodes. We're talking fashion. We're talking hairstyles. We're talking the impact that this show had on our young souls and our now older ones. So tune in. New episodes every Thursday available wherever you get your podcasts. A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Laura, what's the first thing you'd do if you had a little more time in the day? Mm, I'd probably just spend even more time with Tony than I already do. That's the best answer you could get. I spend most of my life wishing that Tony and I had more time together on this planet. It's scary to think about mortality and time passing. I do a lot of that. Don't we know it? But you know what can help when it comes to obsessive, intrusive thoughts about the passage of time and mortality and the fact that all of our dogs will die someday? What? Therapy. Oh, I've been in therapy since my mid-20s and it's been an on and off thing. Sometimes I'm in it, sometimes I'm not, but I always feel better when I'm consistently going to therapy. I think it's probably the most important thing you can do for yourself if you can do it. I agree 100%. I've had pretty radical life changes over the past five to 10 years. And a huge part of that has been thanks to finding a therapist and working with a therapist regularly to like help me break some negative patterns, negative thought processes, and overall become a a version of myself that I really love. Also, the past five years has been extremely chaotic and destabilizing for so many of us. I think therapy is even more vital now than it's ever been for everyone in the history of time. (laughs) (laughs) If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SexyUnique today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SexyUnique. 
Carrie, have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Every other week. Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? So sick, but all is not lost because that's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any other on the market. Go to GetCanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use the code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off their Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Carrie answering podcast voicemails is us. I know. Doing reader mail. Also, I was like, this is really bad advice. Yeah, she gives the worst. I'm like... Like, this is nothing advice, and I would actually stop listening to your podcast if you told, if I was the listener who wrote in. Again, I know I'm glad that she's doing the podcast, but like, Carrie would have been on that podcast tip a decade ago. Also, the podcast would have been great for a voiceover. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Miranda is put, yeah, she's doing the strap on. Carrie, like, sees Franklin. He's kind of like, hey, want to come? To a rooftop bourbon party? I was like, bourbon christening party in brooklyn or was that no not brooklyn wherever it is the the answer's no and carrie's like sure i'll go with you but she's just kind of like i just want to fuck i like that which i do too but again i don't blame her because he must just have a good dick because their chemistry is the 
least chemistry I've ever seen. Shocking. She would have more chemistry with like a cardboard cutout or just like acting with like an invisible man. Yeah. So she here she go she calls her their old her old boss Jay and Miranda's sidling up with like a horse harness with a big dick on the end and and she's trying to fit like good dicks into her strap on yeah. thing and like I love the casualness of like Miranda's just she's trying to fuck me with a strap on yeah and Carrie goes I rescind the question. And and Miranda's like, in the background going, oh, tell her I said hi. I'm like, this is your best friend. <laughs> what? Che replaced Miranda in Carrie's life. But Che, so Miranda's like, I can't, you really want me to use this thing? He's like, you've always, I always, they're like, I've always sensed like a big dick from you. And then Che goes, but can we make this fast? I got a set at the, <laughs> co- at the comedy store at 9 p.m. I was like, holy shit. I hate the comedy. You're like, cancel it cancel it so yeah carrie's like what do i do and they're they're they actually give good advice and they're just like guys are stupid just tell him just tell him she goes carrie goes what what if he gets hurt and they're like he's a guy he'll get over it i relate to carrie's stress about this because i feel like if a guy asks me on a date i somehow like owe it to him to go sometimes or like owe it to them to say yes and my usual method is like to say yes or just disappear on like to go full no gone response girl. gone girl immediately because it is weirdly hard to say no. Yeah, they actually they're like fuck that like just don't go. Yeah, and and then Carrie goes, "Are you sure?" And then Carrie <laughs> goes, "Carrie, I don't know what goes on in that man head of them." Fair. Like, All right. Chase got bigger fish to fry. They've got a set at the comedy store nine. Make a quick Bradshaw. <laughs> make a quick Hobbs. <laughs> I gotta get fucked. I gotta get fucked by old Randa right now, and then make it to the comedy store at nine for a quick ten. Rambo had a deep dick Che before they went and did their set. They needed to get like rocked by Rambo and then hit <laughs> hit the hit the comedy store to test out some new material. Kill me. That's a really tall order. I, know. It's, I mean, if. This is what, like, lesbian or queer slash non-binary relationships go through, where it's, like, a whole to-do to get yeah. them, like, plowed by a strap-on yeah. so you can make it to your, like, tight 10 at 9. I was like, bravo to you, because you're, like, LTWing your sex life right now. That's every queer relationship, but there's one party that's got to make, make it to the comedy store at 9 p.m. for a tight <laughs> to test out new material. The star of the relationship yeah. is always on the go. So Seema's man... I like that they're just smoking indoors all yeah, the time. Yeah, I love it. He's really, really hot. Yeah. Um, Jean-Luc. He invites her to dinner with his ex-wife and her man. Very French. I and... thought that was his son. Oh. It's not. Was it? I thought it was her, like, man. I thought, I swear to God, I might have misheard it, but I was like, his son? And then I was like, that looks... I don't know, maybe. maybe... I think it might have been his son. Maybe she's younger than she, or older than she looked. I thought it was his son and the son's girlfriend. Then I was like, oh, it's his wife. No, it's his wife. I got really confused. Seema's like, but it coincides with Monday. Met Ball Monday. So I can't go because I have to go to this lunch. I was like, do you have to go to this lunch? She goes, ugh, the man or the Met Ball. And I was like, that's a good title. Mm -hmm. I like the luncheon that they were at with Anthony, Anthony, Seema, Charlotte, and Carrie. Seema has to... 
so Carrie now needs a date. And she, since Harry didn't go to his high school prom because he had Epstein-Barr, which I thought was funny. Mm-mm. Charlotte's like, oh, fine. Because her daughter or her children are like, dad thinks he's going with you. And he has a top hat. He's Mr. A- Monopoly is ready to ascend the stairs. So Charlotte's like, sorry, gay, you can't come. And Anthony's like, damn it. And then Carrie's like, all right, you can come with me, you old faggot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw this F a bone. He could, I loved his take on the men thing where he's like just tell him he'll get over it i got a i was giving a blowjob and the guy goes tap 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 i'm not into this thought i would be i got up and left i was like that's very much the lay of the land oh yeah yeah for sure also just tell people no yeah that's what i've also learned that you can just be like i'm not into this like but go with love and light and see you never i've had situations like when i lived in new york where i would just not say no and then i ended up like well i guess i'm dating this person oh i've fully done that too and then like literally been like a worm and like ghosted them yeah and it's so much easier like to just be like no thank you yeah and like you're not a bad person for saying no and you actually just feel great I want to talk about my real my favorite character is Nia Wallace. Okay. <laughs> She's giving Miranda when she she played drunk really well. Um oh. I respectfully simply must disagree with that. But I had a moment with her at the bar where I felt I felt like she broke my heart a little. I loved the bar interaction. And I also thought I was like, oh, this writing's fun and flirty and feels very sex in the city of yesteryear. Yeah, she's so Naya's posted up her husband and her strange while he's on tour. So she's kind of or they're separated. So she's at the bar with her bag as like a companion. A block. And she's drinking some Malbec. And this hottie comes up to her and just chats her up. And he's like, Can I sit here? He's like he kind of dales her a little. He's like, Let me get let me get a good look at you, you know? And they're dailing back and forth. But then it kind of And then she's like I gotta. I'm already taken. And then he's like, "Oh fuck you!" <laughs> he walks <laughs> off. And then you see her, and she had like a a look that kind of broke my heart a little, where she was like, "I'm alone." And then she looked at the bar, the barkeep, and went, "One more mile back." She went, "Bartender." Yeah, she started. Bartender. She started like Lizzie Granting. Yeah. And she glug glugging. And then. In a drunken stupor, she goes home and tries to FaceTime fuck her husband. And she's he's... like, let me see that big dick of yours. And he's like, don't do this right now. Like, I'm he's like, I'm in a songwriting session. He pans over to this girl who is like, he doesn't have earphones in. So she's hearing the whole thing. Yeah. But she's just like, she's... like, non-reactive to this massive fight that's going on this like hipster white girl is like in his guitar getting lessons and naya's like fuck you yeah and she's like fuck you naya's going a little chibli this season yeah chibli passed the torch <laughs> to naya she's left her her backpack i don't know why i love naya i think she's like i feel like this was this felt more like a this felt like it was going in the right direction of like a humiliation of like I'm feeling myself, I'm horny, I'm like a little soused up with wine. I'm gonna like get It was off. more, yeah, in the humiliation zone for sure, but like there was just something missing. Something's not adding up. And it's the comedy element. Made far worse by the fact that there is stand up comedy at play. 
Trey goes, I'm so lazy. Yeah, Trey's uh, finishing up her, their set and they go, I'm so lazy. I took an Uber to the bathroom, from the bathroom to the kitchen. <laughs> it was way too expensive. Anyways, that's my time. And then I was like, oh my God. And then some like comedy club total nightmare guy with like a little little hat on comes out and he goes, that's Che Diaz, everyone. Hey, Che, I heard you're doing a pilot. Got any roles for a white guy? And, the, and then it <laughs> mercifully ends. <laughs> I have to say, though, I was kind of like, when Che said that little joke, they're like, LA, everyone is so, no one wants to do anything in LA. And I was kind of like, she's right. (laughs) I took an Uber to my bathroom. Took an Uber from the kitchen to the bathroom. It was way too expensive. Anyways, that's my time. That's my time. And everyone's like this. Everyone goes, woo. So then Che's back, I guess, at the. Why is Che at the merch stand? Che's Che's folding. Che's talking. Chase back in the, Chase the actual store. comedy store shirts. Not even Che Diaz merch. Just like taking a look at the merch. Look, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> they made a deal with Che where they're like, "You stand by the merch, and you'll get a split of our sales." Because because Che's so popular that like people fans... are gonna want to buy shirts from Che. And then Miranda comes out. And she's like, "You are so amazing." And then Che's like, "She gives her hug." Fuck away goes, from me. Don't hug me in public. Don't hug me in public. Don't even look at me. Get the fuck away from me. Also, I was like a little like the twist at the end when she reveals that she's been body shamed. I was like, and then that's why she's being like kind of standoffish. I was like, this that didn't track though. It seemed like they're embarrassed of Miranda a little. Yeah, I felt like when they when they did the big reveal, I actually felt a lot of empathy for Che. I was like, oh. And but like the way that they were with Miranda, and I was like, the Miranda, I know and love, would be like, what's your problem? Like, very much addressing the situation instead of, like, internalizing and being like, "Mm -hmm, No, Miranda would be like, oh, I get it. Fine, I'll leave this fucking... She'd be like, what even is a comedy store? Fuck you. Fuck you all. That joke was bad. And that joke, by the way, was fucking corny. And she would storm out. Yeah. Like, what happened to lesbians fighting? Miranda went to Harvard. Miranda went to Penn and then, like, she is a Harvard graduate. I want drama. I, no, I just, <laughs> baby. Ming was out of tension. No, but Miranda would have been like, oh, fuck you, and then leave. Yeah. And be like, oh, I'm burn going this back place to, down. She'd go back, she'd, she'd get a red eye to Newark. Mm-hmm. She'd not be like, oh. Mm, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like what she's re- been reduced to in this dynamic. I, I don't like either. it. I think that she'll eventually be like realize she doesn't like it either. Is she retired? Yeah, she gave up her life for Ms. Mix Diaz, MX Diaz. <laughs> Diaz, I'm I'm shaken to the core by Me Miranda's too. late in life decisions. I just don't I don't like her being like a sub. Me neither. I want Miranda to be like harried and just kind of like kind of an. I, Miranda would be like annoyed to be at a comedy show. Miranda would be like, I, why am I here? I'm fucking 60 years old. Yeah, I don't it's get like it. Tuesday night, and I'm at the stand-up show. So the ladies all get dressed for the Met Gala, and... Oh, well, first, Miranda <laughs> sitting in bed with Che the mm-hmm. next morning, and she's Miranda's looking at photos of Brady, and they're so photoshopped. <laughs> they're in front of, like... 
them. He and his awful girlfriend are, are in front of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Was his girlfriend Jenna Ortega? Oh, I don't know. I feel like not because Jenna's like Miss Netflix. I think it's the same girl from season one who like gave Miranda sass. I know, but I. Oh, no, it wasn't. It's like another. Where have I seen her before? She's like a Gen Z girly. It's another Gen Z girly that's like very much in the mix. Well, so Brady's on, I guess, a tour of Europe. He's doing the thing. Remember that story about the person who faked their whole travels around Europe by just photoshopping themselves on like fake backgrounds and posting on Instagram? Yeah, it's like that movie Not Okay. That's what Brady's doing. He's catfishing everyone into believing he's in Europe. And meanwhile, he's like committing like crypto felonies. (laughs) Miranda's in bed while Che's... Re- running through lines and Miranda's looking through and going oh just, oh so that's really, the Louvre oh that's just, just, uh, mm. like, do you want to see photos of Brady and Chase like no I don't want to look at your school shooter son no bitch they're like no fuck you they're like I'm running my lines Miranda and Miranda's like okay what the fuck is wrong with you and then Chase like Maybe. they told me my gut hangs over my jeans. Miranda's like, well, fuck them. You're the most beautiful person I've ever seen. She goes, can I, you won't let me hold you. I was like, Jesus Christ. She's, <laughs> Miranda's like, obsessed with holding Che. Che's like, all right. You can hold me. You can hold me. Miranda grips her, grips I, them. And then. I still don't believe it, though. I mean, I believe the body shaming element. And I think that's like, I get that. Like, I've I've been there where you feel like you don't want anyone to come near you. But then but I'm Che. Also, doesn't redeem themselves at all just when you think like ah i like che diaz che comes back and goes you know what i am the most beautiful person you've ever seen and i was like god damn it che i know fuck you have a little humility for once in your fucking life of humility tell miranda she's the most beautiful like what like what the fuck is wrong with you miranda i'm sorry she's in a get out of this relationship feels like a slowly like malignant narcissist yeah she's going Miranda's gone like full like mother. She's a fan girl. She's a groupie. She's a swim fan. Carrie was right. What are you going to do in LA? Go to stage, sound stages and clap? Stand around and clap. And I love Miranda going, maybe I will. At least she's getting her tits sucked in a hot tub every once in a while. Seam is at Linner with Victoire. Victoire. I think that's his name. And his ex-wife. She finds out that he's living with her still. And she's like, I'm going to the Met Gala. Well, I don't yeah. have time for this. And he and the I think he's like, are they like French or like Tunisian or like Algerian or something? Like they're just I think they're French. Oh, okay. <laughs> he comes chasing Seema out and he's like, You're so American. And she's like, Yes, I am. I love that little bit of like xenophobia. Oh, for sure. Oh, I mean that's that's it wouldn't classic be classic SATC the later years is like it would not be a Sex in the City franchise if there weren't like a tablespoon or two of xenophobia. Yeah. So then Seema's like, hey girl, I'm actually going to come with you. So Carrie's like, all right. So she calls Anthony and she's like, fuck you. You can't come. You're fired. You're fired. Go fuck yourself. You live alone. You're a sad gay. Yeah. And Anthony's like, oh. Stuff your fat face on the couch in your jock strap. Also his apartment. Looked like a 
I was like, where is this? Where is this? This is a 911. I feel like he lives in like one of those weird high rises like on the Hudson River. He lives River. in like Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, like there's like these weird, if you take like the Greyhound bus out of the Port Authority, you drive by like these like colossal high rises apartments that are on way out like in mid, like Midtown. I feel like, like Stanford took all the money in the divorce and is like yeah, living, laughing, loving in Japan, buying like $5,000 kimonos for Carrie. And meanwhile, Anthony is, like, <laughs> stuck in Hell's Kitchen. So Carrie's like, sorry, Anthony, you can't come. And then, so she, Carrie's getting ready. Johnny's girlfriend come or wife comes with the dress, and it literally looks like a sandworm. Why? <laughs> that dress? She looks like Heidi Klum as the <laughs> worm. <laughs> that dress shook me to my core. I was like, wait. This is fashion? This is veiled beauty? What? I was unclear. What was that? Also, the freak out that was happening. I was like, what's going on? Carrie was somehow chill. And these people were having, I was like, this is inappropriate. You guys are having a fight in front of me in my home. Also, like, you're unprofessional. You did not. You did not. What is that called? You did not meet the deadline. Yeah, like, this you. Is your fault. Have, you failed. It doesn't, like, yeah, people get the stomach flu. But, like, you, this is, like, a huge flop. So, while that's happening, Charlotte's getting, like, her, her like... Corseted in. Garter. Sucked in. Yeah, she's getting, like, a leather, like, Berlin... She's about to go to, like, the leather club. I liked her look. I did, too. But uh, Rose is helping her, and then Rock... Com- or, no, Lily's helping her, and then Rock is standing in the doorway... And Charlotte's like, can't you come help your sister get me into this corset? And Rock's like, no way. I'm not going to support the patriarchy. And Charlotte's like, okay, fuck you. Come help me now, you little bitch. And Rock's (laughs) like, all right. So Rock gets their mom into the corset. And then Charlotte and Harry are heading out the door. When Harry starts complaining again. He's like, wait, we're not going to walk up the stairs? No, bitch, you're not famous. And Charlotte's like, no, we're going in the entrance with all the civilians. And he's like, then why am I even going to this? And she's like, I, you know what? I've been thinking the same thing. Don't come. This is not for you. This is for girls and gays. Yeah. Leave me alone. Move out of this apartment. Go start your life somewhere else. <laughs> Go Charlotte be a needs lawyer. to get a divorce. I like them together, but I need their old dynamic back. I'm just very confused at how I still remain in a state of confusion of how we got to this place. But I'm also. Wait, you like Charlotte's look? Yeah. I thought she looked like Miss Peregrine's school for peculiar. <laughs> she looked like it was she was carrying like a riding crop, like a cat of nine tails. I like that, but I was a little like. It I... was very like Mistress Charlotte, but then also like a little bit clown core. Mm-hmm. But it also had, I don't know, I generally don't like like top hat tea party couture. You liked but it? But I was liking it for some reason. Charlotte calls up Anthony and she's like, what are you doing right now? And he's like, I'm freebasing crack cocaine. I'm my... obsessed with this gay on call who's yeah. getting like plus one and dropped and plus one and dropped that was kind of sad it was sad and then his like gray apartment and then all he has to his name is literally like a versace comforter i was I like, like this that. man is like unwell they're back to like <laughs> the worst representation for gay men <laughs> michael patrick king hates gay people <laughs> <I know. laughs> he's just sitting there like 
alone. Stuffing his face. Also, Anthony's hot. He's a daddy. Like, he has this thriving business. He should be out, like, fucking sucking. He wouldn't be just alone. Does he have no other friends except Charlotte? I guess not. That's sad. I know. Prayers for Anthony. Prayers for Anthony. Anthony, I want to spin off of just him. Anthony needs to find himself again. Yeah, but he won't. He'll be Charlotte's. LTW gets, like, eaten out. I've listened to this. She's like, in the, on her coat, she's oh, God, the whole documentary, all the things I worked on recently are all been a race. And he's the like. The avid crash. All my work from today, gone. He goes, he goes let me make it up to you, baby. I want to stick my tongue in that puss. And she's like, well, I'm made up from the chest up, so no smudges, nothing. I was like, this is great. I loved her hair. Yeah, she looked incredible. She comes out wearing a full Valentino, like, headdress, couture. couture. I looked- love all the, like wire work perfectly like mm-hmm. aligned with like facial features was a sleigh but in true modern current rich person fashion they forgot the sprinter van which you need to have a sprinter van if you're rich now mm-hmm. and she was too busy getting her pussy eaten too and too busy dealing with her documentary and she goes to him oh, you just you had to have your way didn't you and he's like yes i did <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, I guess we'll have to pick up and walk 10 blocks to the Met. And he goes, really? We're going to walk? And then they do this incredible strut where she's it's like a photo shoot. It was gorgeous. She goes, well, your eight minutes was good. It wasn't Miss the Met Gala good, but it was good. And I was like, drag him. Yeah. Drag him, queen. I want LTW to just like be like a character that. Like, LTW, the character needs to be a judge on Drag Race. Totally. Like, that, that actress just should become LTW now. LTW's and do appearances as LTW. She is the successor to RuPaul. She is, though. What if Che Diaz became don't, Jay don't, Diaz Drag Race? Don't. Charlotte. So it's a Car- non-binary race. Mm-hmm. Carrie is like, honey. Carrie's like, I'm going to kill myself. Well, the designer's like, look, you can't wear this because I'll be shamed forever and I won't have a career if you wear this out. And You're like, honey, guess what? You're not going to have a career either way because you flopped so hard today. It looked like, remember the dress that everyone couldn't figure out if it was like purple or gold? Yeah. It looked like that. It was like a wrinkly bandage. It, it was like, like a- ribbon. It looked like craft. <laughs> it looked like a Christmas present. It was really bad. And she's like, I'm sorry, do you have anything to wear? And Carrie's like, hmm, I might have a little number. She pulls it out of the closet. The old Vivian Westwood. The old Vivian Westwood, the the veil and gown she wore to the first wedding to Big that he stood her up. Or she just beat his ass with a bouquet of flowers. I will say uh, the Susie and the Banshees, Hong Kong Garden, in this moment, I was like, okay, that's a sleigh. It was cool, but I have one question. Okay. Where did Seema's whole team come from? Oh, yeah. Seema has a dozen glam. Like... Who is Seema? Who is she, though? I don't know. She's like a sultan. Is she? She's a realtor. Yeah, but somehow she has access... She is like a glam squad just on call that can assemble. And it's like four hair people, four makeup people, a designer, like a social media person... Like, her entire team ushers her out of her building, does an impromptu photo shoot for socials, and then whisks her into a car. And they go, we we love you. 
And she goes, thank you. I love you. How many how many followers does Seema have? Does she have like 243,000 followers yeah, on TikTok? So. That team assembled in the blink of I an want eye. That team. Me too. I was like, how did she get that? That's like more team than like Carly Kloss gets for the Met Ball. She gets like she got like a That's Rihanna. Kardashian. That's more than the Kardashians yeah, have. It's like Rihanna level. In of 30 minutes, she texted them and said, Seema Hive assemble. And then they came correct with a full outfit, did glam hair and makeup photo shoot. Her Insane. socials are on fire. We're going to the Met Gala. We're doing a get ready with me as I go get ready For to go Vogue. to the Met Gala. Yeah. Like Vogue her call. team. They go. Someone goes, oh, Anna's going to love this. What are you? They know. And like her team knows Anna. Yeah. For this realtor. She borrowed Anna's glam. Maybe she sold Anna's house. I need to know more about Seema. Me too. I was obsessed. I guess we'll find out. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to be back. I'll take it. I'm optimistic. I'm feeling better. I give it a B minus. I give it a C plus. For we'll see about what you can bring to the table. I've read some good reviews. One of them was by Richard Lawson, who I deeply trust. Mm -hmm. And he says it's good. Like he said, he watched this episode and or he watched it. like the season okay. as a as a as a critic for Vanity Fair, and he said it's melancholy, bittersweet, and kind of fun, and has more of a grounding than last season. Okay, so I I I mean the bar is so low now oh, yeah. that it can only go up, but I'm just I'm we just, just needed something, so I'm glad that it's here. Basically, it's just filler till we get to Samantha. Vanderpump Rules season two. No, until we get to the Samantha cameo. It literally is all leading up to that. I can't wait. It's going to be like a minute. It's going to be probably 10 it's, seconds. It's going to be. It's going to be her going, hello. Okay. Goodbye. Okay. And then that's, and that's it. <laughs> She's going to go, hello. Yes, Carrie, I forgive you. You're a good person. But You're let me live bitch. my life in London town, you dirty, dirty whore. And then she'll go, ta ta. <laughs> she'll go, Cheerio, toot toot. I gotta go have a luncheon with Queen Camilla Consort. I need more Samantha than that. Well, you're not gonna get it. So. Can we just, though, now that the door is open, which we thought was truly the last I, word that I had heard from like yeah. last season, was like, it's an absolute no Searing, fucking way in no. hell. Yeah. Like a go fuck yourself yeah. and die yeah. in flames. To now, a million dollars for a hello. <laughs> All right, then. Goodbye. <laughs> so hello? that, to me, says that the door has been kicked open. Yeah. And maybe for I wouldn't say a kicked. Cool, I'd say. It's nudged open. But an open door means that maybe for like 15 to 20 mil, we could get a bottle episode. Kim is playing Season it. Three. She's a pro. She is a hello. <laughs> Anyways, goodbye. <laughs> For a mill. Hello? She goes, goodbye. Missed call. Goodbye. Yeah. Insane. She goes, unknown number. Hello? 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 Oh, yes. Goodbye. Well, goodbye. <laughs> so that means anything is possible now. Let us know if you think that Samantha has a shot at season three. <laughs> <laughs> we need a bottle episode. And then season four, we might get like, 
London a storyline. Then season five, we might <laughs> get seventy eight. No, we need to like sit, and then by season six, Samantha's like a full fledged character, mm-hmm. but still not in the world. She might breeze through a door and shoot a scene, never in the same frame as someone else, but like interact yeah. as though she's in the same room. Well, this show is at least teaching us that truly anything is possible. Oh, of course. And for that, we, we say. Merci. Merci beaucoup. And beaucoup. Beaucoup. We'll be, we have a show next week. Wednesday and Friday. We're on the fucking East Coast. Sinclair Boston. at Cambridge. 8 p.m. June 28th, Wednesday. Next no, babe. Week. It's June. Oh, yeah. It is June 28th. I was like, we're traveling on June 27th. No, no, no. We got in a, we got in the day before, but it's on Wednesday, June 28th. Be there or be fucking square. And then we're returning to the Bowery Ball. We have a job. And yeah, we're we're in the. I said yesterday we're in the brain trust of academia. So come show that we are the geniuses. Geniuses only at the Boston show. We had a we had someone last week at the LA show who who graduated from MIT. From MIT. It was truly. I was truly. I had chills. I was honored, and I was like, "We are on the right path." This podcast has and will always be a podcast for geniuses, and the proofs in the fucking pudding. And then <laughs> June thirtieth, Friday, we're gonna be in New York City, baby. Bowery Ballroom, it all take happens. two. New York, New York. Those tickets are low, so there's only a few left. That's going to sell out for sure because it I always does. like a huge, like a big handful of people told me yesterday that they're buying tickets to go. So. Yeah, so you might want to get on that. Fast. It might even be sold out by the time you hear this, in which case, sorry, Dole. And by the time you hear this, I'll be getting married. Late, you'll be getting married like a mere hours later. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I'll report live. Carrie, by the time we get to Boston and New York, will be a husband. I will. He'll be he'll be saying my husband very liberally. We'll be reporting about how the wedding weekend went. Mm-hmm. And Laura will be boots on the ground tomorrow. And I'm gonna be boots on the ground <laughs> on Saturday. the fucking beat, observing, watching, supporting, and saying, This is pride. <laughs> <laughs> But first, let's call out some cult members. The cult is growing, growing, growing. Yes. So let's go fast. Danielle McMillan. McMillan. Welcome. Welcome. Claire Walker. Claire Walker. Lady Swamp, which gives no fucks. Fucks. Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Kelly Hafner. Kelly Hafner. Mary. Mary. Maisie McKearney. Mike Earhart. Mike Earhart. Courtney Kesselman. Courtney Kesselman. Carrie Whitmer. Carrie Whitmer. Trays. Trays. Eva Smith. Eva Smith. Trench School. Trench School. Mariah Kay. Kay Mariah. Rochelle Martino. Rochelle Martino. Kit Moore. Kit Moore. Hillary, Hillary, Alicia Gandhi, Gandhi, Nick Sidiris. Oh, Nick Sidiris with the boots on his leg. Emily, Emily, Heather Keltai, Heather Keltai, Kim Lucas, Lucas, Catherine Ryder, Catherine Ryder, and Jeffrey Pratima. Pratima, Pratima, Pratima. I loved how when Nick Sidiris came up with the sugar, everyone went, Nick Sidiris. People are commenting. They go, I literally sit around and say, Pratima, Pratima, Pratima to myself. It's become like a chant. It's ballroom. It is ballroom. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the podcast. Ciao, Bella. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith Sabadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough, 
and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast. Mm-hmm.